Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Talk Busy with Lizzie podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie. And obviously, I haven't really uploaded in the past couple of weeks. I did end up uploading, yes, or not yesterday, last week. Um, but after consideration and talking with a friend, decided to take that down and address it in a different way. Um, so there's only a couple people that watch it anyway, but I have decided I'm going to address it in some other way, some other time. So, um, that is not what this episode's about. And if you're like, oh, where did that episode go? That is why. Um, this episode is actually going to be part of a three-ish part series is my guess. Um, so I've decided that I, every time I finish one of the books of the Bible, I want to talk about it. Um, just what I learned and... And so I just finished Genesis the other day. Um, And so last year I read through the entire Bible in a year. I did, I did that, which was really, really cool. Um, I loved doing that, but I didn't get the chance to, I didn't get the chance to do like deep studies at all. I just was reading four chapters a day, which is great. I'm glad that I did it. It's amazing that I read all of it. And I think it's important to read, um, the Bible like all together. Um, but, and like it did set a groundwork of, Hey, I know at least what happens kind of a thing. And I know what the stories are, but I didn't get to like understand why the stories were there. So, Last semester, I took Bible 105, which is Old Testament, and I took Global Studies 220, I think. I think that was what it was. Um, But both of those went in depth on the Old Testament. Obviously, Old Testament goes in depth on the Old Testament, but so did did Global Studies. Because in Global Studies, we talked about how to, like, the importance of the entire Bible... And how each story has significance. That's why it's in the Bible and we can't just ignore them. Um, So that was really cool. And we went in depth on like how to share it with different cultures. And like the three main like worldviews are fear, power, um, honor, shame, and guilt, innocence. And so it was really interesting to like understand how different cultures would understand different stories and what parts of those stories would stand out and what stories like would be most important to share um and so if you if you ever have the chance to take global studies 220 at liberty i highly recommend it it's um you can use it as a communication selective and a communication selective is a gen ed like you have to take a communication selective so I recommend taking Global Studies 220. Um, I, I I will say that is the best class I have taken in my entire life. I've learned more in that class than anything else. Um, and it's so applicable to literally everything you do. Um, whether you're going into business, social work, the military, um, teaching, I don't care. Any, any, anything that you do, it's really really helpful um and so what I want to start out by doing is um 
So for this episode, I'm going to go through my notes in my notebook of Genesis. Then in my, um, and then in the next couple episodes, I have two books that I'd like to just talk about, like what stood out to me in those books that are about Genesis and that like, well, they're about the Bible, but it goes in detail on each, each book of the Bible. And then, um, I'd like to go in depth on what I like learned in like that I have notes in my Bible. So, um, we're going to start off in, well, obviously in Genesis one, but just in my notebook. Um, and so the first little notes that I took were about light and dark because at the beginning, God separates the light from the dark. Um, and so I wrote down, because again, a lot of these notes are stuff that were also notes from those classes that I mentioned. But it talks about light being glory and salvation of God expressed in Jesus. Um, and so when we trust in God and are brought from the darkness of sin into God's light. Um, and then in the end, there will be no more darkness. And just kind of how... Um, like, we should let God's light shine in our lives so that A, it can reveal sin, and then B, we could be a light to others. Um, and I think it, it was just really cool to see, like, how just from the beginning, like, the separation of the light and the dark. Um, also, from the very beginning of the Bible, we see all three um persons of the trinity we have the holy spirit we have jesus and we have god the father um and i'll go in depth in that in just a second um so we're created in the image of god we have identity that is rooted in god um and all of creation is designed to display his splendor. So not only are we designed to display his splendor, so is um, everything that he created. Uh, the animals, the plants, the sky, the birds, the, um, the ocean. Um, and when, when it says that we're created in God's image, in the Bible it says we are create. it says, let us create man in our image. Again, meaning all three, the presence of, the, of Jesus and the Holy Spirit are there at the beginning in creation. Jesus wasn't just created. Well, A, Jesus, Jesus and the Holy Spirit weren't created. I, I think we all can acknowledge the fact that God the Father wasn't created. But we also have to, like, it's important to know that Jesus and the Holy Spirit were not created either. Um, and so... If you, if you are thinking that when, um, when Jesus came to earth, he was created or anything like that, that's not, that's not biblical. Um, also we were designed for relationship, um, with God. We, in the, in the garden, they had a perfect relationship with God. And so all, well, after sin, the entire time, like, we, Every, humanity is looking for a relationship with God. Um, 
we are made to be in relationship with people too. That's why fellowship and church is so important. Um, but we are created to have a relationship with God. So when we were um, separated from God, we like were constantly searching for that relationship. And once Jesus died on the cross for our sins, we can have that relationship with God again because he's our intercessor, Jesus is. And um, now that we have the Holy Spirit living in us, we can have an, such a great relationship with God. But it's still, it's still not to perfection that we will have when we are in heaven with Jesus and or with God. Um, speaking of being made in the image of God, I forgot to mention this, but each person is created with a unique purpose um, to fulfill God's greater... Okay, how do I... Um, so we all have a unique purpose. We have a unique calling, but it's all under the umbrella of a calling for everyone, pretty much. Um, and so this, I mean, this starts at the very, very beginning of, of the Bible. Um, Adam and Eve lived on mission. So jobs, they're not the jobs were created before the fall and without sin like there there's no there's no like pain in to in 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 working the ground or in um in work um but because of sin there is now and same with uh another one like the mission to multiply and fill the earth there was no pain in creating more image bearers to spread the glory of God. But now, because of sin, there is. Um, and childbirth and that kind of thing. And then, so the missions were multiply and fill the earth and exercise dominion over God's world. Um, but then sin changed that. It hurt the land. It hurt Adam and Eve. Um, sin changed all that God created, but it didn't change the mandate. So... The mandate is still there to multiply and fill the earth and exercise dominion over God's world. Just want to point that out. Um, so, if you don't know the days of creation, we have the first day is light and darkness, second day is sky and water, third day is sea and land, fourth day is sun, moon, and stars, fifth day is fish and birds, sixth day is land animals, and the seventh day is rest. So, Sabbath in in a perf like. We find rest in God, and at the very beginning of humanity, we have rest. To the very beginning. You start with rest, um, which is something I didn't even think about, but I think that is, that's really, really cool. Um, and so rest is good. Let's just put that out there. I made a whole episode about that a while ago. Um as much as work is good, like it was literally there before sin, it's good. Rest is also good. And it's the start. Um, we find our rest and God to have the strength to do things. Um, also, so some people think that, um, <coughs> sorry, some people think that because woman, the woman was like made from Adam and was said to be a helper that it's a bad thing 
but it it's not in the slightest. The word apparent well, this is what I learned in my class. The word used when talking about the woman, I can't remember what the word is right now. Um, but it's the same word that is used to describe God as Israel's helper. It's a good thing. Um, so moving on from that, um, there was no no shame in them, them being naked in the garden because they had a perfect relationship with God. And it was a, a vulnerability of, like a good vulnerability of being in that perfect relationship with God and God knowing everything about them. Um, yeah. And then, then the, then Satan enters the scene. Um, and I think what's most important is that Satan made them doubt God's word by giving them partial truths. So what's important is for us to know God's word. Um, now Satan had said that they would, they surely wouldn't die if they ate from the tree, um, but, uh, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but God, but God had said that they would die and Satan's like, you surely will not die uh, or surely you will not die or whatever. Um, so they, I mean, they did not die on the spot when they ate from the, from the tree, but spiritually they did they were now corrupted by sin so they tried hiding from god which shows the guilt the shame the fear um that is described in the worldviews of uh, guilt innocence shame honor and or honor shame and fear power um uh so then it goes on to um talk about how um a seed seed from the woman would would crush the serpent so that describes jesus that's describing jesus um that he's going to die on the cross and resurrect defeating the enemy once and for all um so from the very beginning again we're, god has already made the plans for redemption um so then God clothed them, clothed them, which shows grace and mercy. Um, and s- just to say this, because it's something that I wrote with lots of exclamation points and lots of circles around it, is so much greater is the work of Jesus from the sin of Adam. Um, and so when God sends Adam and Eve out of the garden, I think this is probably the coolest thing that I've learned um, this in all of this is that it was out of protection, not just punishment. Yes, to an extent it was punishment, but it was also out of protection. Because if they then ate from the tree of life, they would be they would be in eternal separation from God. Sin separates us from God, but Jesus um like Jesus redeems us. Jesus um saves us. And so they they would end up dying, but they would be raised from the dead and have a relationship with God again, kind of a thing. Where if you eat from the tree of life, you are living forever in separation from God. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, 
So two things I want to point out is two things that I learned. When it says remember in the Bible, it's talking about enacting towards. And when it talks about knowing, it talks about it, it means experiencing. Um, so then we get into Cain and Abel. Um, and really all I wanted to add from like my notes was that he's acting in emotions uh, when he kills Abel. He's acting out of jealousy and anger. So don't just act out of emotions, guys. Um, another thing I wanted to add, just because it's on a sticky note and not on, like, a specific page. But um, it's the story of Enoch. Um, we don't have much, but it's pretty much where he was walking with God. And let's see. I swear I had it somewhere on here, but maybe I don't. Um, he was walking with God and was brought up to heaven. So he didn't necessarily die ever which I think that's really cool. Um, and we can see that, you know, that that happens. Anyway, um, then, so later on, again, I don't, <laughs> my things are a little, um, little scrambled, I guess. Um, so I'm trying to figure out, I was obviously very, wanted to make some points, but I have to remember where said points were supposed to be made. Um, but, again, um, they were called to spread out among the earth, like a lot in the earth. Um, and in the story of Babel, which, again, it's not yet, but since I don't know where my notes are for Babel, um, they were trying to make a mountain that would, or like a tower that would reach God, um, uh, would reach heaven because they wanted to be like gods. Um, and God confused their language and all this stuff. So it's kind of cool to see that language comes from God, A, and like culture which I think is cool, but it forced them to spread out. So instead of them staying in one spot, they were forced to do what God had asked them to do. So sometimes, you know, God, God's plan gets a little, like, he's like, nope, this is what's happening and makes it happen if we are reluctant. Um, and then also if you go to Acts chapter two, it is a complete reversal of Babel. So I think that's pretty cool. But I, again, don't know exactly where my notes are for that. But Genesis 5 is pretty much all genealogy, which shows kind of that everyone dies. Um, you know, God said that th that would happen if they ate from the fruit. They did. Now they all die. Um, so then sin continues to corrupt and fill the earth. But God knows how humans should live. So he provides guidance on his good, gracious plans um, through Noah, Noah's ark, Um made the point of sin is rooted in unbelief in God's promises, elevates ourselves to position of God that we quote unquote know better than God. Um, and sin renders us unable. So acknowledge our own inability and recognize Jesus's ability. Um, God provides, he's just, and he protects. And our sin grieves God. God does not God does not like our sin, guys. Um, it makes him sad. Um, 
yeah. God gives, so, God gives the people a long, long time to respond and repent. Um, and to, you know, kind of join Noah on the ark. And they don't. So, you know, doesn't, like, they have years, like, what, over a hundred years, I think, to get on board. But they don't. They make fun of Noah. Um, so then God gives Noah responsibility and dominion again. Um, so does he do great with that? No, he plants vineyard and becomes a drunk. But um, again, we see the dominion aspect of the mandate. So the rainbow is a tangible reminder of God's promise to never flood the entire earth again um, to wipe out humanity. Um, so sin alters the nature of the task, but not the mission, um, which I think is cool. We're still called to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the earth, but it's a different way now because of sin. Um, Genesis 11, I said, God has the final say, and we are to be witnesses to the ends of the earth, which again is made very, very clear in Matthew, um, with the, um, uh, I forget the word, but, um, so then I'm going to talk about this a lot when I like do the one that's like my Bible notes, but it talks about the blessing in Genesis 12. Um, and there's context for Israelites at the time. So very specific things that would stand out to the Israelites, which I think is why it's so important to get a Bible commentary. Um, I like Enduring Word, but because there are things that we're not going to understand what they mean because we're not an Israelite. We don't understand why things happen. Um, So it's just, this is the continuation of God's grand plan. It just keeps continuing. Um, So... Melchizedek is brought up in Genesis 14, 18 through 20. And I just wanted to say, Melchizedek is the prototype of Christ. He's He blessed Abraham and praised God. Um, I don't fully understand everything about Melchizedek, but he's mentioned twice and once since now, and once I believe is in the old, or the, sorry, the New Testament, talking about him as the prototype of Christ. Like, Obviously, he's not Christ, and he was was not perfect. Just like Enoch was not perfect, even though like even though he was brought up to heaven and didn't like die. Um, but they obviously act in a way that that was close, that represented Christ really, really well. If that makes sense. So then, um, although Abraham could have accepted a lot, and it would have helped him, he didn't. He made sure all the glory went to God. At least at this point, he doesn't do that later. Um, so God is sovereign. There's hope. Covenant is a gift. So the covenant between Abraham and God, um, which I'll, again, I'll go in more depth later in this little series. Um, faith requires risk. And then um, I said he was righteous because of faith, not deeds and living uh, or the way he was living. And then I was reading, or 
the other day I was listening to someone talk about James and about how faith that works is dead. And it was talking about how um, he he's considered righteous because he chooses, because of his faith. And his faith was choosing to obey. So it's not about what he previously did or what he'd do in the future, but it's about that moment of faith and obedience to God. Um, there's, so I, and then I said, impatience and lack of trust slash doubt leads to bad things. Um, then we hear the story of Ishmael, which means God hears. Um, I think what's really interesting is they're at Beer, Illinois, Lene Roy. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's the well of living one who sees me is what it was, uh, like, that's what it means, uh. Because God saw and heard Hagar. And it was a spring of water in the desert. Which, um, I mean, obviously in the desert you need water. And so I was talking about how I was comforted by visitation in the midst of feeling abandoned and hopeless. Because it ain't, or like God, like spoke to Hagar. Um, then, so there are quite a few times where a human appears to the people of the of the old testament and they call them this this person lord like the lord not just lord like a lord of the land or whatever like the lord um and that is actually jesus appearing to them because i've i've learned that jesus had to have been in the same in in human form from the very beginning. Um, and he was. And he appeared to people in the Old Testament. Which is really interesting. God has holy justice. Be awake. Okay. Be awake. Share the gospel. Um, and then God is gracious. Is a gracious and just judge. And this is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, Genesis 19. And it's kind of an, ex- it's an example of what will happen at the day of judgment. Um, so sin is our choice, but God reveals it. And we are also kind of like under the power of sin, especially before coming to Jesus. But, um, it's something that like God can reveal in us and we can turn from. Um, so Genesis 22, first mention of love is in relation to father and son sacrificially, which I find very interesting um, because Jesus sacrificed himself for us, but also God had love for, has love for Jesus. God the Father has love for Jesus. God provides the sacrifice in both this story and in Jesus' story. Uh, we are blessed to bless others. It's good to mourn, but do not be without hope. Know who God is, what he's done, and have faith for what he will do. What the, wa- what the Lord wants and puts into motion, we have no right to stop. Serve and seek God. And then here's where the older will serve the younger. This is Genesis 25, and this happens a lot in scripture. Um, it's role reversal and a work of grace. Um, our sins can affect others. And then although Jacob was deceptive, it showed the unconditional nature of the covenant. Eternal heavenly world is connected and interacts with the physical. This is when um, Jacob 
was it yeah jacob sees the staircase to heaven and the angels coming up and down um god is almighty he provides he's gracious and he is with us praise the lord in everything you do act as a servant uh, be a person of integrity don't seek to gain things of this world follow and obey god remember what is said and written do what god says god sees our hardships god rebukes us the Lord sees all um, secrets, heart, our hearts, broken promises, etc. God's Holy Spirit keeps us accountable. God is the judge. Uh, have a healthy fear of the Lord. <clears throat> Jacob put planet. Oh, so um, <laughs> Jacob makes a lot of mistakes and he puts the plan at risk quite a few times, but God protects and progresses him. Um, be humble. Don't fear man, but fear God. Make your faith your own. Trust what God has said and promises. Um, there, So many people in the Old Testament have a new identity in God because of, um, like, that's, their identity was in their names back then. So, new names, new identity, and that's in God. Uh, they We all have a privileged place in God's redemption plan, redemptive plan um, of, you know, teaching to others, and especially in the Old Testament of, like, putting them in the right place to lead to the Messiah and stuff. Um, God chases after us while we are still enemies. We cannot fix our relationship with God on our own accord. Um, righteous justice and judgment belongs to God. Obedience positioned him to receive the blessing. God remains faithful. Rest in it. God uses bad things for good. Don't find it so easy to pass judgment when you're, you sin too. People should see a difference the difference that Jesus makes in our lives. I think that is something that will always stick with me that I'm really trying to work on. Don't be alone with temptation. Serve others. Bring the whole message of God. Care for others. A long time of waiting precedes everything happening quickly in God's timing. God's word is true. God sends people ahead to prepare the way. Be grateful. God works in our hearts. Let God guide your actions. Let God's word shine a light in your life. Repent. Be hospitable. Be sacrificial. Humbly and boldly come to God in your prayers. God goes on ahead and he sees the whole picture. God allows bad things to happen, but he provides ways out. God is love and full of grace. He has perfect timing. He gives wisdom to provide have a here I am response when God calls you to something or when God's talking to you. Um, God reassures us. God is with us um, because he, like we see that he's with his, the people who obey and follow him. Our true home is in heaven. Be an honest and hard worker. God blesses way more than expected. Um, and then, this is when it goes into some of the like blessings and curses of the 12 tribes, which again, I want to go in more depth of when I'm doing like the notes in the, in my Bible, but Simeon and Levi were, uh, cursed, uh, or it said cursed be their anger. Judah had the mess messianic promise. Zebulun became a haven. Dan provides justice. Again, I have more notes on these. Um, look to God for deliverance and salvation. Um, and then 
Joseph was fruitful vine, remained steady, and blessed because of God. Again, it's okay and good to mourn, but don't do it without hope. Forgive, 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 forgive. We're not in place of God to punish or judge, especially, again, forgive. Um, what people slash the devil intend for bad, God intends for good, but that does not diminish pain or trauma. Um, God's work doesn't depend on us, but he does use a, us. Um, but it, 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 it goes further than that. Um, and then really quickly, I guess, cause I guess I just didn't, should have probably brought this up first, but the author of Genesis assumed to be Moses, um, as a direct revelation from God as he was alive 300 years after the date of authorship is 1265 to 1220 BC. Genesis means generation or origin. Uh, um, chapters 1 through 11 are Adam and Abraham, and then 12 to 50 is the patriarch. Um, it ends with God's chosen people in Egypt, but it begins with understanding God as creator. Um, that's why we showed the beginning of the world of the universe. Um, Satan is the enemy and deceiver depicts his, and it depicts his doom. Again, we talked about that at the beginning and it shows the history of human failure and how God meets every failure with grace. God is bringing lost people back to himself. We see that from the very beginning. God met human needs with marvelous promises of sovereign grace. Uh, it's a testimony to the Messiah, and God calls out individuals in his name to do certain things and um, be a part of his redemptive plan. So those are my notes in my notebook for Genesis. But again, this will be probably a three or four part series because I have a lot more I want to share. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Can't wait to see you guys for next week's episode. Have a great rest of your guys' week, and God bless.